everyone, this is James Lindsay. You're listening to another exciting episode of New Discourses Bullets, where I give a short bullet point summary of a single topic from woke Marxism that we need to understand so that we can defeat it. And today it's settler colonialism. And we have to talk about that not just because it's a part of woke Marxism and something we should have been talking about, obviously, a little while ago, uh, as history has now indicated to us, uh, but because it's everywhere, because we are now dealing with our uh, failure to deal with settler colonialism as a woke concept already, not that we would have if we'd been talking about it. Um, this, of course, is most obvious in that right now with the conflict between Israel and the parts of the Arab world designated as Palestine is that Israel is labeled the big, bad, evil settler colonialist project by their antagonists. And um, what does that mean? I mean, people they say that in you know, 1948, Israel was brought in by European forces and settled the area uh, in, on the back of European colonialism and has pushed these people out of their homes and livelihoods blah, blah, blah. And here we are 70 some odd years later and nobody's moved on and everybody's mad. And there's going to be, uh, an intifada, which means shaking off, um, of Jews through the, the chanting of from the river to the sea, Palestine will be free, which everybody knows means free from Jews. And so the idea is that Israel is a illegitimate aggressor state representing Western values injected into Arab lands in the Middle East. That's the claim that makes them settler colonialist. Now there's a huge double standard around this concept that you've surely heard. For example, isn't this gigantic immigrant invasion, whether we're talking about America across its southern border, which are mostly coming from South America, but some are coming from all over the world, and who knows who they are or what they are, and they're settling in the United States illegally as border jumpers. Aren't that, isn't that an immigrant invasion? Isn't that settler colonialism? Um, what about the people coming in from the Middle East and Africa into Europe primarily, although they're also coming into the United States or other parts of Asia? Isn't that colonialism? Isn't, aren't they settlers? Aren't they coming in and settling in some new place? So isn't that in some sense like reverse settlerism or reverse colonialism? No, that's the double standard. Reverse colonialism, you would understand, does not exist. And what you're seeing, according to the woke, has a different name, which is resistance. They are resisting colonialism. They are resisting the settler mindset or settlerism by settling like colonists into other countries. Now, what about this other one, right? So you see the woke Marxist project itself everywhere. They're blatantly colonizing the West. They've colonized our schools. They've colonized our institutions. It's literally called the Long March of the Institutions. They fly their flags everywhere. You notice how many flags they have? This comes out of, while it's CRT and what other, ever, whatever other things, this comes out of black nationalism, feminist separatism, and the website for the queer project is called literally LGBTQ Nation. And they're waving their flags and flying their flags and flying their flags on our government buildings and flying their flags. I mean, just like the Palestinian people are doing, tearing down American flags and putting up, whether it's Palestinian, whether it's BLM, whether it's queer flags, pretty much everywhere. Isn't that reverse colonialism? Aren't they colonizing us? 
No, of course. Well, yes, of course, but no, because reverse colonialism doesn't exist. What you're seeing there has a name, resistance. They call that resisting colonialism and settlerism. So doesn't this sound exactly like the argument, particularly from CRT, that so-called reverse racism doesn't exist? Now, I get it. Caveat, of course, we don't think reverse racism exists because racism is just racism. It's judging people by race, prejudging, I should say, with um, harmful or hostile intent, right? Okay. But that's not what the woke mean. When they say reverse racism doesn't exist, what they mean is that racism flows only from white people to people of color and it cannot go in any in the other direction. So in other words, a black person can be racist against black people by accepting white supremacy and the system of racism there, but they can't be racist against white people or white adjacent people and so on and so forth because they say that racism is a system that was created and perpetrated by brackets, whites, and projected onto, imposed upon, on, uh, imposed upon uh, people of color. That's in fact exactly how Kimberly Crenshaw characterizes it in the first place in Mapping the Margins way back in 91. She says that race was created by whites and imposed upon everyone. And so whites created race to impose it in order to create this system of racism that has to be understood through a Marxist analysis, apparently. Well, guess what? Settler colonialism works the same way. It is a system of imperialism, colonialism, domination, uh, whatever you want, perpetrated by brackets, Western and Eurocentric peoples and their values projecting into the rest of the world. So settler, settler colonialism means when Western values are pushed anywhere else and anything else is not colonialism. This is why they don't care what Genghis Khan did. They don't care how much empire was built anywhere else, the Ottomans or anybody else. They don't care about any other empire. They don't care about any other colonization project. Settler colonialism and woke is defined as Western hegemony colonizing or Western peoples settling in anywhere else in the world. But actually past that, it's pushing the values into the minds of people who might desist, aka communists. So having to live, say, as a queer communist in the United States means that you're still having Western values colonizing you and you have to decolonize your mind for queerness. You have to decolonize the curriculum. You have to decolonize the school, blah, blah, blah. So the real question behind this concept of settler colonialism, since it's obviously one-sided, is who is allowed to, col or able, I should say, who is able to colonize and allowed in the sense of the interpretation in theory, and who cannot possibly settle or colonize under this systemic understanding? And that's what this podcast is really about. Settler colonialism is not to be understood in a facially neutral way because no woke term can be understood in a facially neutral way. They never mean them in a facially neutral way. They want you to think it means a facially neutral way because then it's this moral horror story that you get to blame yourself for and they get to take advantage of. But it's never what they actually mean. Their esoteric hidden meaning for themselves is that the power dynamics involved always have to be accounted for. So under the idea that settlerism or colonialism is a system of power perpetrated by Western culture and civilization, who is it that 
can or does, and who is it that cannot possibly settle or colonize under the systemic understanding? And the answer is what I already said. The answer is that Western hegemony can and does colonize systemically everybody else outside of the Western hegemony or uh, not traditionally a part of it or historically a part of it is its victim and cannot possibly colonize or settle. They're allowed to squat on your property all they want. They're allowed to infiltrate and take over your schools, your uh, cities, your whatever with their ideas, with their activism, with their behavior, because they are resisting the colonization that you as a Westerner are doing by virtue of existing, by virtue of Western civilization existing. So in critical race theory, the reason that there's no quote-unquote reverse racism is because whiteness, as they call it, or as they define it, is actually just the hegemony of Western values. That's why, for example, Larry Elder, who's a black man that ran for governor as a conservative while black in California, was called the black face of white supremacy. It's not about being white. It's about not espousing communism. And reverse racism would mean that uh, this power dynamic flows backwards. The claim is that the people who support whiteness, regardless of what color they are, are doing white supremacy on people or upholding systemic racism or doing racism on people. And the people who are doing everything else, everything race Marxist, are resisting that system. So reverse racism is not possible because the definition of racism itself is imbued with the understanding of power dynamics that it flows from the Western hegemon outward. Now, in critical post-colonial theory, which is going to increasingly merge with critical race theory to produce something we might probably want to call critical immigration theory, there will be no reverse colonialism for exactly the same reason. Western Eurocentric values, are, which are sometimes also coded as white when they use CRT to understand things, are hegemonic, and only that which is hegemonic can possibly do colonialism. And that's all assessed historically, meaning that it's not going to change according to who's actually doing what. It means that it's ossified into Western nations like the United States, Canada, Great Britain, Australia, New Zealand, a lot of Europe are always by default settler colonialists, and anybody who doesn't like that is resisting. They are not colonizing backwards. So settlerism and colonialism means bringing Western Eurocentric, that is to say classically liberal values, anywhere else. That's why you see movements like decolonize science, and science must fall in South Africa because Western liberal values like the scientific methods got brought into South Africa and the Marxists there got pissed off about it and used it as a wedge issue very successfully. So it means bringing settlerism or colonialism means bringing Western Eurocentric, as they call them, but aka liberal Western values anywhere else into the world, including into people's minds who are, who are some form of communist, asserting their hegemony. So even again, when it colonizes the woke, the minds of woke dissidents in the West, 
that's still Western colonialism happening to them. And fighting back against that hegemony is always resisting. And it cannot possibly be that every government building flying a pride flag all of a sudden could constitute a sign of colonialism, despite that being exactly what colonizers do and always have done, because there's no such thing as reverse colonialism. Because colonialism means Western values being made hegemonic in other places where they're not necessarily wanted. That's it. Of course, it's internalized colonization if you do want them. Like, you know, if people want to wear business suits or whatever in China, that's internalized colonization of some kind. So fighting against any of this using woke communism, of course, whether it's post-colonial theory, post, uh, critical race theory, this new hybrid that we're, we should be calling critical immigration theory, um, or taking strides to settle, occupy, or colonize, as we would use those words in a facially neutral real way, all of that's actually coded as resistance and decolonization. Now, if you follow the biologist Colin Wright on on Twitter, which I refuse to call X, uh, he said that decolonization is the woke word for jihad. Turns out, fun fact, he's right. How do we know? Well, let's take this example. When Adolf Hitler's Mein Kampf gets translated into Arabic and taken to the Arabic world, in particular the places coded as Palestine and its supporters, in Arabic for the Islamic audience, the word Kampf, which is struggle in German, gets translated as jihad. So if we kind of mangle the languages and mix them into kind of a Germanic Arabic thing, Hitler's Mein Kampf becomes Mein Jihad. The woke call what they are doing struggling all the time. They have to show up to the struggle, the struggle for liberation. Well, the liberation from what? From Western hegemony. And that struggle comes to a point in the act or process of decolonization, which Franz Fanon said is always violent. In other words, woke jihad. If we just take their own words and then translate across a couple of languages, German and Arabic, we end up with decolonization is woke jihad. Okay, so that's correct. And that's, as they said, resistance. That's not colonization in the opposite direction because there's no such thing as reverse colonialism. And the reason there's no such thing as reverse colonialism is because colonialism is only what Western culture can do. Western culture is the only culture that can possibly do colonization because it means the spreading of Western hegemony, which Marxists are against for the obvious reasons. Western values actually stop communism or what we mean by Western values. There are the goofy pedantic people who would argue that Marx was a product of the West, and so those are really Western values, and we don't have to listen to those people because we know that that's not what's meant by the uh, basically um, Scottish Enlightenment and liberal values that have defined Western civic mores for 200 years. So now... We have this weird situation in terms of the practical applications of this. And it's a neat little sidebar to get into where these cities like Chicago and New York City are starting to admit that they're running out of free stuff because there's too many immigrants that have come in. And they're saying, in fact, that there's these clashes arising between the native black uh, residents and the new immigrants who are now in conflict over a scarce amount of uh, free stuff from the government. And this is setting up a conflict between the blacks and the immigrants. Well, who's going to win that? Is this an intersectionality 
uh, battle royale? Well, the answer is no, it's not. The logic of the dialectic is that critical race theory has now used blacks and has gotten most of what it's going to get out of them and it will discard them just like the way the queer theorists discarded the feminists. There will be blacks will be split into good blacks who support the immigrants and the other blacks who are selfish and hold bourgeois values uh, and don't support the immigrants because supporting the immigrants will be the new dialectical left wing push that defines whether you're a good person or not. Sorry for you that don't like that or getting screwed over by it. That's what's going to happen. Critical race theory is going to dialectically evolve. It will sublate into post-colonial theory or synthesize with post-colonial theory to create what I referred to as critical immigrant theory, where the immigrant is now the gold standard victim of history that has to now be held up. So immigrants will be treated as a new political golden calf, and all people, including urban blacks who are being deposed by this, whether in terms of real opportunities or free stuff from the government, everybody who doesn't worship this golden calf in the immigrant, the sacred immigrant, will receive criticism and struggle in the Maoist fashion that we've all become used to, and possibly eventually political violence. So when Antifa was on your side a little while ago, BLM, Antifa is not going to be on your side anymore unless you support the immigrants taking over, if I'm not wrong. So relative to critical immigration theory, critical race theory is going to go the same way, like I said, that feminism went in relationship to queer theory and trans. In other words, queer theory and trans were born out of feminist theory unambiguously, and now they have discarded feminism because they don't want to hold to the idea that sex is real. And so they've, feminism depends on the idea that sex is a real category. It is an essential category. And so they've thrown out that and uh, building off of the feminist critique of biological essentialism, they've gone to full-blown um, sex constructivism and they've cannibalized feminism. And now you have perverted men in women's changing rooms and you just have to deal with it. Well, that turns out to be history using people and then discarding them. So that's the feminist Mensheviks have been cannibalized and destroyed by the queer Bolsheviks. And what I'm saying is that critical immigration theory, as it evolves out of critical race theory, taking up elements of post-colonial theory and specifically holding up this new victim class as the gold standard victim, critical race theory Mensheviks will now be cannibalized by critical immigration theory Bolsheviks. And so the dialectic progresses. And if you're in the group that gets screwed over by this and you were, a, um, whether you're a victim of it or not, whether, in other words, whether you were pushing CRT non-victim, uh, or that you were not victim, the tough shit, the dialectics progressing history uses people and then discards them. And you are behind the curve on this one. You better defend the immigrants if you want to keep the grift going. Otherwise you're the new white. Welcome to uh, Western hegemony and that being the real problem. And it was never about CRT being anything to do with race at all. It had to do with whether or not you supported the new revolutionary project of leftists, Marxists. But that's not what this podcast is about. The take home is that settlerism and colonialism, what that means is supporting Western liberal values and maintaining their hegemony and even spreading the reach of their hegemony. In particular, trying to press their hegemony on Marxists. That's what they really care about. So there, because only Western hegemony can do settlerism or colonialism, there is no reverse colonialism. 
So it doesn't matter how many socio-political squatters, metaphorically or physically and literally, are moving in. That's a counter-hegemonic activity like the protests, like the violence, like the destruction of flags, like the replacement of flags, like everything else. And that's all coded as resistance. Or the word for resistance in post-colonial theory is decolonization. And decolonization is woke jihad. That's correct. So no one is going to be allowed to withstand this, not even the blacks. Later, um, maybe even the queer contingent, Queers for Palestine, might turn into uh, Palestine for Queers, which looks like throwing people off of roofs. If you've seen any history to do with any of that, or even listen to what they've said since the Queers for Palestine thing came out. So I don't know how far that will go. Um, trans people are still sacred, so I don't know where that battle will end up. But I can tell you that if critical immigration theory takes over critical race theory, and I see no reason to think that it will not, the seeds are all throughout the original CRT, then what you will find is that the uh, critical immigration theory will consume critical race theory and the immigrant will be the new golden calf of society. And that is what settler colonialism is actually about. <laughs>